Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. But this lie held him in the held him in a temporary place a long time. This lie made it comfortable for him to be in a temporary place a long time. God said, you're going to sojourn there. You're only going to be here for a short time. But he lied, which made it comfortable for him to remain there too long. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Once again, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning to our online community gathering all around the world. We so celebrate you guys, and we thank you so much for being here today. As you know, we've been in a series for the past few weeks or months or so now, I believe, uh, entitled Breaking Free. God wants to break you free. And one thing that I know uh, as we've been going through this series is that breaking free is not always easy. Breaking the chains is not easy. As a matter of fact, it can be quite difficult at times. Breaking some ideas and thoughts and concepts that have so held us in bondage for such a long time. But the Father is determined to break his people free from bondage, break his, free, break his people free from invisible prisons so that we may go free and serve him, so that we may worship him, so that we may honor him. There is going to be an explosion of signs and wonders, and the move of his spirit will be without measure flowing through the body of Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I know it in my heart. And I, I know that the Father, that this is what he's doing in this hour, how he is preparing the body of Christ, positioning us to receive the harvest that he's laid up for us, to flow in line and in step with his spirit. So what is he doing? He's getting us in position to take back the things that were taken, to take back the things that were stolen from us. He's getting us in position to receive the things that he's delivering. Now, all will not receive what God is doing. All will not take back. All will not move forward. All will not because all, uh, not many that are in the all uh, are agreeing to give all to him. You must be willing to give all to him. Just because you name the name of Jesus, many people that name the name of Jesus are not willing to give all to him. So he's selecting a body outside a body out of the body to tell the truth about it. There is the, there are three levels. There is the unsaved world, the ungodly. Then there are those who we can call them the outer court. Then there are those who decide, yes, I will receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yes, but on my terms. They may call him Savior, but really not Lord. Then there's that third group that will enter into the holies of holies that will truly give all to him that have decided, Lord, have your way in my life. I don't want to live the life of a hypocrite. I want to do it all. I want to give it all to you. It is those that cry out to God. It is those that God will use in magnificent ways, I'm telling you. 
in this earth today. You have to choose. It is your choice which one that you will be. The outer court, the inner court, all those that will exist in the presence of God. I have a short word to give to you today that the Lord has laid upon my heart. This is something that uh, I really wrestled with, wrestled with, and wrestled with to hear, to hear from the Lord, to hear from the Lord, because this is also the time of great warfare, great warfare. As you approach the time of your harvest, as you enter in into your harvest time, it is also the time of warfare. It's also the time of great distraction when the enemy will try his best to stop up your ears so that you will not hear from God. It's a time of loneliness, loneliness when you will feel alone. Has God left me? Why can't I hear him? Where is God? And that is true because the enemy is very active trying to cloud your thinking and, and trying to cover your eyes and your ears. But it is that time that we must press through knowing that the Father is always with us and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. As we cry out to him and he answers and many times he will answer by fire. You've entered that time. That God is repairing that inner core. He's repairing that inner group. He's preparing us to take and to move forward. You can also see that that three again, uh, as the Lord Jesus uh, was upon the earth. And there you have the crowds. That's the outer court. Those that tried to really hang around Jesus, especially to get to eat of the fishes and loaves. And then you have the disciples that uh, inner court and then you had Peter James and John those who went on in with the presence of the Lord those who went on in with him and saw his glory there's always that inner inner court that the, that inner inner group that will see the glory of the Lord and I pray with all my heart that you'll make that decision to be that part, to be a part of that end time revival, to be a part of that glory that God will release through the body of Christ. And it is really that inner, inner group that Jesus Christ is coming for. He's really coming for those who are sold out to him. And those simply that have made the decision, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you with everything. If I have to go by myself, if I have to do by myself, Lord, I trust you. It is those that God is calling for, those who put their heart and trust in him. So again, I have a brief word to give you today, and I pray that you will hear this word. It's a very familiar text of scripture, but I really need you to examine it as God gives it to us today. We're going to the book of Genesis, Genesis 26, Genesis 26. And I don't really plan to go anywhere else today. We're going to follow the leading of the Lord, but I believe this is what the Lord wants me to give to you. And so we're going to be here. And then when we're done, we're done today. Genesis 26 and look at verses uh, one through 14. Now I want to show you this today. Genesis 26 verses one through 14. And it says this. And there was a famine in the land. Now the word famine there means Hungry. People were hungry. Hunger. People were, people were desperate. So right away you see a tone. There was a famine in the land. People were, were, people were hungry. People 
were desperate. There was a famine in the land beside uh, the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gear. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, this is God speaking now, go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Look at verse three. Now pay real good attention to verse number three. Okay. Verse three says, now here's what the Lord is saying to Isaac. He says, sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Now, take note. The word sojourn, sojourn, means to temporarily dwell. Temporarily dwell. Um, be here, you're going to be here temporarily. Say temporarily. Just for a short time, you're supposed to be here temporarily. God said, sojourn in the land, and I will be with you. God said, I will be with you. And he said, uh, and will bless thee. The Lord said, I will be with you and bless you. And unto thee and thy seed, I will give all these countries and will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham my father. Now what countries? The countries that are occupied now by the Philistines. Remember, God gave Abraham all of that land. But now others have moved in. And it seems that Isaac, who is really the rightful owner of this land, because God gave it to his father, uh, Abraham, God told uh, Isaac, hey, I'm going to give this to you. In other words, I'm going to give this all this stuff back to you. And he will through his children, right? When, when the Lord raises up uh, Israel and they're going to come back into the promised land and take it over. But he said, uh, he said, I'll, I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And look at verse 6, short verse. And Isaac dwelt in gear. He dwelt in gear. He said, okay, Lord. So Isaac is in the right place, right? God told him, go over there. You're going to sojourn there. In other words, you're going to be there for a short time. And God said, listen, I will be with you. Now, that's, that's a mouthful right there altogether. I'll be with you. And he said, I will bless you. You go there. You're in the right place. Now, Isaac's in the, the right place at the, at the right time. He's doing what God called him to do in the place where God sent him to be. You can't get any better than that. I'm in the place where you want me to be. I'm in the, the right. I'm, I'm here at the right time. I'm doing what you want me to do. I'm here. I'm here. Say with me. I'm here, Lord. And verse number seven says, and, and, but of course, even being in the right place, you will have some opposition. Look at verse number seven. And the men of the place asked him of his wife, 
And he said, she is my sister. And he, and rather, he is my sister. Uh, for he uh, feared to say, she is my wife. Least, he said, the men of the place should kill me for Rebecca, because she was fair to look upon. So right away we see he's beginning to live under a lie. So now he's in the right place. He's exactly where God wants him to be, but he's living under an accepted lie. Living under a lie, and he's told it so well that everybody around him believes that this is true about him. He is, he is not living in truth before God. He's not living in truth before himself or before his wife. He's actually devaluing his wife for, for fear that they might kill him. He said, I'm not going to say this about her because, you know, I don't want them to kill me because of you, honey. He is devaluing his relationship with God, with himself, and with his wife, and he is living under a lie in this community where God has said, you're going to be here for a short time. He's living under an accepted lie. And when you're living under an accepted lie, any lie, you give room for the devil to come in, no matter what your motives or intentions are. Let's read on a little bit further. And it says, um, uh, the end of verse number seven, he says, because she was fair to look upon. She's a beautiful woman, so I'm not going to tell, tell them the truth. And it came to pass when he had been there a long time. Now, remember, let me finish reading. When he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. Now, understand something. The Bible says that he'd been there how long? A long time. What did God told, tell him to do? You're going to sojourn there. Sojourn there, which means that you would dwell there a short time. But this lie held him in, the, held him in a temporary place a long time. This lie made it comfortable for him to be in a temporary place a long time. God said, you're going to sojourn there. You're only going to be here for a short time. But he lied, which made it comfortable for him to remain there too long. The Bible says now that he had been there for a long time. Because of that, now his lie is about to be exposed. Now Abimelech the king looked out of his window and he saw Isaac sporting with Rebekah. In other words, he was caressing his wife, maybe kissing on his wife. And he said, oh, no, that's got to be his wife. That's got to be his wife. No man does that. No one does that with their sister. Let's look on. And uh, let's look at verse 9 again. It says, And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety, she is thy wife. And how sayest thou, she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, because I said, because God didn't say it, Isaac said it, because I said, least I die for her. Now God had already told him, Go to this place and I'm with you. Go to this place. I'm with you. I will bless you. I am with you. But that wasn't good enough. So Isaac had to help God out. Just like his dad. God, you said you can give me a child. But I'm going to use my handmaiden over here. I'm going to help you out. 
I'm going to help you out. It wasn't good enough that God said it was that I'm with you. He had to do something else. Now, instead of living under truth, if he lived under truth and died, then at least he would have died in faith. But he would not have died because God was with him. And because the father has said that I'm going to multiply thy seed and your seed is going to be blessed. Now, how are you going to multiply seed and you're dead? God said, I'm with you. Believe what I said. But now he has lied and now he's been in this place too long. He's been there a long time. He's been comfortable. This lie has made it comfortable for him to abide there in this place. Now the king finds out and the king confronts him and says, you've been lying to us. You've been lying to us. How have you done this to us? Look at verse number 10 again. It says, and, and Abimelech said, um, what is this? What is this? Thou hast done unto us. He says, you did this to us. Listen, he says, one of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife and thou shouldest have brought guilt uh, brought guiltiness upon us now listen he said what have you done one of the people might lightly have raped your wife that tells you what they thought about the woman at that time this may be a lightly thing but but because we know that she's married you know hey you would have brought guilt upon us what, what, what let's back up a second king you're saying that guilt wouldn't have been brought upon your people if you had taken her and raped her. But guilt would have been brought on your people if, uh, she was, if you had known that she was my wife and you raped her. So it wasn't the woman that was so valuable, but it was the covenant of marriage that was more valuable. He said, at least one of the people would have taken her and raped her. Man, and we would have really been upset. God would have really been after us then. It wasn't that her life was valuable. But the covenant of marriage was valuable. Even the, even the king valued the covenant of marriage more. But they devalued the woman. He said, what have you done to us? What have you done to us? This also showing you the culture in which he lived in. And Isaac was already afraid. He said, hey, one of these folk going to kill me because of her. Uh, because of her. I'm not going to tell them that we're married exposing the covenant of marriage i'm just going to say that she's my sister making her vulnerable to attack from them isaac let's go on further he said uh he says one of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife and thou shouldest have uh, brought guiltiness upon us and abimelech charged all the people now listen here's here's a word from the king my god please hear this because a lot of us are doing this thing he says and abimelech charged all the people verse 11 saying he that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death okay we say it's a great thing but look at verse number 12 it says, then Isaac sowed in the land and received, a, received in the same year and hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Listen, he always had the, he always had the potential of receiving this 100-fold blessing. He always, God was always with him, but he only sowed in the land when he felt comfortable because of the words of man. 
Man made him feel comfortable. Now I can sow. Now I have the word of this ungodly, uncircumcised Philistine king. He has given me his word. He has placed his word over my life. Now I feel comfortable enough to sow and to give and to release because I have the word of a man. When God said, I'm with you, I'll bless you. Remember, up until this point, Isaac was hungry. They all were. It was a famine. He could have not been hungry a long time ago. But he worded, he waited. He lived under a lie. And he waited from waited for a word from man to release. Waited for a word from man to affirm him, to say that he's okay. Waited for public opinion. Waited for everybody else to know who he is. Waited for that official command. God's word for him was not enough. But God did bless him because he said he would bless him. That's how he received the hundredfold. Because the word of God is true. The Lord said, I will be with you and I will bless you. That's what happened. He could have had this a long time ago. But he waited for someone to affirm him. For this man, this wicked king that thought nothing of a woman to affirm him. Hey, anybody touch him or his wife? Hey, you know what? I'm going to kill you. Then Isaac sold then he felt comfortable enough to sow. Hey, we're all right. Let's put down roots now, babe. Let's put down some roots now. Let's sow. God said temporarily, but you know, because of the lie, we can stay here a little bit longer and we can do these things. So, so let's go ahead and sow now. But why would you sow in the land when God said you're going to be here temporarily? Developing crops takes time. You got to plant it. You got to water it. You got to wait. And for the crop to come up, you're going to be there even longer. But God said you're going to be here for a short time, for a short season. You're here temporarily. But this lie kept him in that place. And it kept him under demonic rule. But God was still with him. Look a little bit further. Look at verse number, verse number 12 again. Then Isaac sold in the land and received the same year and hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse number 13, and the man waxed great. Hear the blessings of God over his life. And the man waxed great and went forth and grew until he became very great. Verse 14, we're stopping here. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. That is, they were jealous of him. They looked with anger at him. How do you have this? They hated him. They were jealous of him. That's what happens when you begin to prosper in the place where you should have been there just temporarily. They hated him. So eventually, as she goes on down, you can read the entire, the entire chapter. What Isaac actually did was release the blessing of God in the temporary place. Because actually, after Isaac began to grow and grow and grow, the people kicked him out. You got too much now, buddy. You got to get out of here. 
You got to get, you got to go. You got too many herds. You got too many animals, too many servants. You become greater. You got to get out of here. So they forcefully got him out of the temporary place. They forcefully got him out. And when Isaac goes out, he, he finds a well that they had, uh, that the Philistines is actually, they threw dirt in it and closed up the well. And Isaac opened the well up for his herds and, 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 and his herdsmen. And the Philistines heard about it and they ran over there and said, hey, that's ours. That's ours. That's ours. So, so, so he left that one. He, and Isaac went to another place that they had um, put dirt in the, in the well and stopped it up. And water started coming out and they said, no, no, that's ours. That's ours. That's ours. That's ours. So Isaac had to go further and further and further out of town and further out of town to eventually he made his own well and nobody came. Finally, he got out of the temporary place. Finally. Finally. And I'm not sure what lie you're living under. Or maybe we lived under a lie for so long that we've accepted it as truth and the enemy is able to abide in our house, abide in our homes, in our lives and wreak havoc because we've said something. We've agreed to something. And we've said it to make ourselves comfortable. We said it. I'll do this. I'll, I'll do that. We've said it. Uh, this is not me. Or that's not. We've said it. And now we're living under it. And it's been told for so long. And now we're in a place that we should have been here just a moment. Now we've been here for a long time. And it has caused great warfare to come up because God's going to bless you because he said he would. But we go through what's called unnecessary suffering unnecessary pain unnecessary so I pray today it is my prayer that the God that the Lord would show you because we can say something and forget all about it we can release words and then forget all about it and just go on about our lives we can make covenants make agreements and then just forget all about it until that's found out and it's actually, actually the mercy of God that Abimelech saw it. Because if he didn't see it, Isaac and his wife would have remained under a lie. Remained under a lie. And remained in that place for even longer. It was only until the king saw it and exposed the lie. Then he had the peace to sow and to give and to live finally live as husband and wife in the open only then after the line was exposed was it painful when it was exposed I'm sure it was but it's time for the lies to be exposed so that the place of the enemy the seat of the seat of Satan can be overturned so that we can finally grow and become the, the people that God wants us to be Everybody that's not coming to church today is not coming because they're, they're afraid of the pandemic. They're afraid of getting sick. Those same people you see at Walmart, you see in, in restaurants, you see them everywhere. You're not, coming, you're, not, you're not coming to church because you're sick or because you're scared. You just don't want to come to church. Don't lie to yourself. You just don't want to have that relationship. Don't lie to yourself. 
You just don't want to. So be honest with God. God, I don't want to come back to church. I don't want, I'm comfortable at home. I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable going everywhere else. No, don't live under a lie and say, one day I'm going to come back and this and that and the other. Don't live under that lie. Just be honest with God. If you don't want to go, just say, I don't want to go. If I don't want to pray, say, I don't want to pray. I don't want to study. But don't live under a lie. Don't live under a lie that makes you feel comfortable. I'm not, you know, as soon as they get the shot, I'll, I'll go back. Come on. Come on. Because none of that has stopped you from going on vacation. Not a one bit of it. Let's be honest. Let's stop living under a lie. Let's overturn the seat of Satan. Let's overturn it. Only then. When we overturn that and give our lives completely to Christ, completely to him, then you'll sow. And then you'll definitely keep your, get your 100-fold. And life will move on bigger and better and bigger and better. Now, it may be difficult because you got the harvest. doesn't mean people are going to leave you alone. Remember, with a 100-fold blessing comes persecution, which is exactly what happened to Isaac. They were jealous of him. They were jealous of him. In a time of famine, in a time of hunger, you got all of this. Showing that the hand of God was upon him. They knew, surely God is with you. He became the envy of that community. Isaac could then speak for the Lord. And that's what God wants to do in your life. But we have to come out from under the line. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would expose the lie of the enemy in our lives. Maybe something we've said or something we've done, something that we agreed to, agreed to, and we've forgotten all about it. We've been here for such a long time. We've been laboring under lie for such a long time. We've lied, lied, lied. Now it's easy to lie again. It is easy to keep on lying. Father, expose the lie. Expose the lie so that we may overturn the seat of Satan. So that we may grow and become all that you've called us to be and do. May we trust you with everything. With everything that we have, even our own lives. That you be all in all in us. We repent, Father. We repent, we repent. We ask that the blood of Jesus would cleanse us from all this unrighteousness. Cast this sin far, Father, as far away from us as the east is from the west. Create in us, Father, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. Father, we pray that we walk with clean hands and a clean heart, abiding under the covering of truth and not under a lie. So, Father, I ask you this in Jesus' name. Everyone that desires truth in their inward parts, Father, cause them to see it, cause them to know it. Everyone that desires to overturn the seat of Satan, Father, cause them to see and know what that lie is and to overturn it and to repent of it. This I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you.
Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.